disco will never be over. It will always live in our minds and hearts. Something like this, that was this big and this important and this great, will never die. Oh, for a few years, maybe many years, it'll be considered passe and ridiculous. It'll be misrepresented and caricatured and sneered at, or worse, completely ignored. People will laugh about John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, white polyester suits and platform shoes and going like this. But we had nothing to do with those things and still love disco. Those who didn't understand will never understand. Disco was much more and much better than all that. Disco was too great and too much fun to be gone forever. It's got to come back someday. I just hope it will be in our own lifetimes. Sorry, I've got a job interview this afternoon and I was trying to get revved up, but most of what I said, I uh, believe. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. You haven't heard any pops, have you? No. Do you hear some pops normally? Sometimes it happens. I thought I'd... Uh... Try to do something about it. All right. You did a nice job. Try to make your job a little easier. We're back in the studio. It's 2024. The last couple weeks have been live recordings. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a different vibe here, guys. Different than the live shows? Yeah. Or, or 2024. Oh, well, yeah. The he gives a little performer on those live shows, isn't he? And then he yeah. gets here and he's just like. <laughs> I'm like a monkey. I have to be on in front of people. You got to turn it on when you're in front of people. Yes. Well, you, you know, this is going out to people. People will be listening. So if you could, if you could imagine a bunch of naked people, apparently that's what you <laughs> like to do. Can you. Try to turn it on a little bit. We're not in front of a studio audience. This is just us three hanging. But they'll be listening. After the fact. It's not the same. Sure. It's not the same. Can you give them something to listen to? Uh, sure. What do you got? Impress me. Listen, your hero, <laughs> Joe Rogan, he doesn't have a studio audience, does he? he doesn't. My hero. Out into the ether. Are you still listening to Joe Rogan? I just listen... To podcasts, whatever is uh-huh. interesting at the time. Did you listen to Cat uh-huh. Williams last week? No, I, I heard about it. What did he do? Oh, he went on uh, a, a, a Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay, they call it, his his show. That's what it is. And he basically ratted out all the comedians from the from his heyday and saying, "Hey, some of these guys are kind of phony." And I it's two you- two hours and forty five minutes of him just going on and on about all Kevin Hart. Cedric the Entertainer, Steve White, all these guys. It was, it was hilarious, and it was good. I tried to find this. I heard about it, and it took me to him getting his ass kicked by some <laughs> uh, high school kid. So uh, I left after Are that. Are you a fan? A cat? Yeah. yeah. 
the boo boo stuff gets you know the the moo moo boo boo stuff or whatever he does gets on my nerves a little bit after a while. But uh, but yeah, he's all right. All right, he's one of my favorites. Ben, he's a little blue for me. He's, he's a in uh, vulgar. He's in Norbit, right? I think he was in that movie, but he's mostly known for his specials. You know, he's got like twelve Netflix specials. Yeah, I, I think I've only seen a little bit of it, but I do. But but I'm understanding the one part about Kevin Hart where he's saying that Kevin Hart is a plant. Intended that he was in L.A. for more years than he actually was. He's a plant. He called him a plant because Kevin Hart was on the East Coast getting his, you know, comic uh, chops. chops. And then when he f- went out to L.A., he cutting his teeth. He got a, he got a movie deal. Yeah, he got a movie deal. He got a show. He got all this stuff, and uh, he had it before he even got there. That's that's he says. That's the definition of a plant. Speaking of L.A., Tavern Style has made its way to L.A. And so Tavern Style Pizza, you you fucking hipsters, you did it. It's officially dead. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for destroying something else. And I knew knew it was going to happen. Like every time you'd open up like some kind of, I don't know, window on your tavern style, best tavern style, tavern style. I was like, motherfuckers stop talking about this and now there's a tavern style place in la and everyone's like oh real tavern style just like in detroit you idiots that's not tavern style they're they're gonna fuck up tavern style over there just like they fucked up deep dish at that uno's everybody in the world thinks that well not in the world but everybody in la and probably new york they think that chicago pizza is that shitty uno's crap that they sell in LA. That's not Chicago style. So now they're going to think tavern style is what, is, what LA what is. is. Tavern is style? tavern style the same as what Dave Portnoy calls bar pies? Probably. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, you get it in a bar. It's cut into squares. Uh, right. You usually get it in a, in a, you know, a real tavern. Is it like, right. like Quonset pizza? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I think the best tavern style are, are the ones that are in Wisconsin. That you go into an actual tavern, they're bringing out fucking right. rules. Um, yeah. But like, th- there's uh, there's a lot of great places here on the south side. Uh, what's that place that's got the the carpet on the walls? Uh, just look up Tavern Style Chicago. The name will come up right away. All righty. Speaking of Detroit, Detroit pizza. Gabe, who do we have on the show today? From Detroit, Detroit's finest. I'm not talking about Kid Rock. We're talking about Tyler Spencer. That's right. Electric Six fame. Electric Six fame. Right. Also known right, as... I'm going to throw some... Hang on a second. Hold on with Tyler. Really? Barnaby's? <laughs> Candlelight? No. no. Dino's? No. Those are all good places, though. People love Mar- Barnaby's. Marie's? Pizza and Marie's. Liquors? Marie's is great. Vito and Nick's? It's, it's the one with the carpet on the walls. It's Vito and Nick's. That's you what I said. It's yeah. great. Marie's is great. Pat's, like all these places are, are, are terrific, but they're going to screw it up. Back to Tyler. Yes, Ty- yeah. Tyler Spencer, Electric Six, also known as Tyler Spencer slash Dick Valentine. That's right. That's right. Wow. You've done your homework, haven't you? Or are you just reading off of a screen? No, I remember. I remember the, the name, Dick Valentine. How do you forget? Dick Valentine. Well, what what are your memories and experiences with Electric Six and Dick Valentine? I just remember that danger, danger song, you know? 
and how I couldn't get away from it everywhere we went. <laughs> I didn't know you knew that song. You used to sing it religiously. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> you said it back in the day, and it's—I mean—it's not one of those songs you can't get out of your head. I was obsessed with with uh, their debut record, Fire, and I must have seen them play. Shit, that year that came out, I probably saw them play five or six times. Before you knew them? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know those guys. I didn't know them from Adam, as they say, <laughs> from Adam. Do you, know, do you know that saying, Gabe? I've heard the saying. I've never used it, and I don't know where it came from. Do you know where, where it came from, Ben? I, I assume it's Adam and Eve, right? That's what I was going to say. It's an yeah, Adam and who, Eve. Who was the first one that used it? God. Eve? It's a good question. Snake, I don't, I don't know. It's a real good question. I saw Electric Six on that uh, when that album came out. And then I saw them open for you, or you open for them? I can't remember. At the we High for them. Yes, yeah. we've been on tour with them. Known Tyler for quite a while. He stayed at my house before before we had a dog. Uh, so yes, he's on the show today, and we'll talk with him about a lot of things. To not know somebody from Adam is Adam has been used since the 1800s. It's from the biblical story of Adam. Charles Dickens used the expression in his story, The Old Curiosity Shop, in 1840. Well, here's a saying, and here's a saying that I always thought I knew it, but I, I guess when I think about it, I didn't really put too much thought in it. I went to go see uh, The Zone of Interest, and there's uh, there's a part where they say, pleased as punch. Now, pleased as punch, what do, you, what do you think that refers to? I think it refers to like the party drink, like a, like a party punch. Party drink, right. Punch, right? That, I mean, that's what I thought, but how can punch be pleased? Gabe, is that what you thought too? I would think that, but uh, I, don't, I don't think too much about it, actually. You never thought too much about it. Okay. All right. So the movie uh, Zone of Interest, is uh, it's subtitled, right? So when he says pleased as punch, I noticed punch was with a capital P. It was capitalized, right? And then it hit me. I was like, oh. Punch and Judy? Punch and Judy. It's fucking punch and Judy, right? So I look it up, and it's the phrase pleased as punch is believed to have originated from the character Punch from the Punch and Judy puppet shows. Punch is often depicted as being pleased with himself and his actions, which led to the expression pleased as punch to indicate someone's contentment or satisfaction. Didn't those great. puppets, didn't Punch and Judy used to beat each other up all the time? Wasn't that yeah. their whole shtick? I, I think so. Is that the same people as Garfield Goose? Back in Gabe Rodriguez days TV was a hit TV corner. <laughs> Who's punching Garfield Judy? Goose? Who knows these people? Who knows? I never heard of Garfield Goose. You don't know Garfield Goose? Garfield Goose. Is a, it's a Chicago oh. thing. Okay. <laughs> Those are the only puppets I know. I what, mean, about I Lam- think- what about Lamb Chop? Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Yes. Okay. Garfield Goose is sort of the Chicago version of Lamb Chop. Oh. Lamb Chop was just a sock, wasn't it? Sock puppet. I think all puppets are kind of socks, dude. Are they? Even with the strings? Like Aren't the, they? The Muppets are kind of, you could wear Muppets on your feet, I guess, if you want sure. to. Sure, I, I, I do. Back in Gabe Rodriguez days, TV was a hit parade, everybody 
Rodriguez's TV corner. The phrase pleased as punch has been in use since the 19th century and continues to be used today to convey joy or satisfaction. Or just to confuse Gabe. When is the 19th century? Is it the 1800s? That's right. Then what? Just say the 1800s. I get confused. 19th century, 1900s. No, it doesn't work that way. Just say 18th century. I could say the 1800s or I could say the 19th century and you would know what I'm talking about. No. I just explained it to you. No. Say the 1800s. Don't say 19th century. You don't want to do math? No. Speaking to don't each other? make me do math in my head and have to think 19th century. Was it 1900 or 1800? It's a big difference. Listeners, let me tell you that I'm staring at two guys who have winter beards suddenly. Like, <laughs> Gabe, you look like fucking um, Jeremiah Johnson. Who? And 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 uh, I don't know. It's a good movie. And then, and then uh, Scott, I I feel like I only saw you a week ago. How did you, how did that whole thing happen on your? Because I'm a so man. Fast? I can grow a beard <laughs> like a man. I haven't shaved since I looked. Like a man. <laughs> You got to be a man. (laughs) You can act like a man. Listen, it's cold here, dude. I don't know why you have a beard, (laughs) Jeremiah Johnson. You. I haven't been out of the house in a week and a half. I walked. I came back from Chicago with a nice bright case of COVID, and I haven't left the house since. Oh, that's right. COVID for the first time. Who gave it to you? Was it feels Jerry like Slaughter? Very, feels like the very first two times, I think. Uh, I think those you fucking home fig COVID dish bastards and, gave me COVID. Gabe went home with uh, cookies. Gabe, how good were those cookies? I had a bunch of them, but I couldn't finish all that food. That, that was a ton of food. Wait a minute. What did you do with those cookies? You didn't throw those cookies away, did what you? Am I, I can't eat all those cookies. Oh, Who, what are you threw... Justine! <laughs> Gabe threw the fucking cookies away. No, I didn't even take all the cookies. You had... You kept some. Who are those guys that make the vegan cookies? Fred and Joanna. Fred and jo- He doesn't look like a Fred. <laughs> Tell him. What's a Fred look like? Like Fred Flintstone? Is that what yes, you think Yes, older guys think with That's what I think greasy of hair. <laughs> I think of with the, the lip like that, thing like that. <laughs> but there was hey, a ton Brian. of food. There was a ton of food. I had some snacks on the way back. I drove a long way back, and I needed some snacks. Dude, we just finished those cake pops or whatever, those truffle peanut butter things last night wow friend joanna you you guys need to open a store that stuff is unbelievable did you get any of this gabe i mean did you get any of this ben i sure didn't to <laughs> nobody's didn't. surprise and gabe threw it away yeah I, I can't eat all that food it's just a lot of food I, I took so you threw it away you can only eat so many cookie balls were they not scented enough <laughs> for you I haven't shaved since I was in Chicago, so that's why I have. I'm just been lazy, and it's it's going soon. It's going. Look at this mustache. Mm, you see. can't see it on the. Gabe, did you listen to the live recordings? I listened to listen last week's episode. No, actually, I did not. I heard that there was some funky editing happening on the fig dish episode, but I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. Yes, there was. There was listeners. Let me tell you, listeners. As you heard, we had a wild time for two nights well, in a row. Well, have you Hold always on. called talk to the listeners? <laughs> no, as listeners? this is my new 2024 <laughs> this is the new thing. thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. I'm taking the I'm moving the show forward. We're now uh-huh. directly addressing sure. our audience. Or backwards, or backwards. Sure, go on. Yeah, it's more old timey radio. We're, we're we're listening. You may have heard we had a wonderful, <sighs> crazy time for two nights in a row with G Man. Um, we did. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We really and, did. And, and but you didn't hear a lot of what what went on on night two for various reasons. Which um, we don't have to get into. No, but I would like to, 
just <laughs> say something after after listening to Night Two a couple times, uh, you know, as it was being carefully molded to uh, to uh, industry standards. Uh, there's a whole bit that got cut, and that's fine that it did. Uh, that was uh, Gabe and I. Uh, challenging each other with replacements and Iron Maiden trivia. We cut that out. Right. And <laughs> yes, we did. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking at the time, but Scott, who likes to pretend he's neutral in these things, uh, revealed his true colors, was giving me all sorts of grief for asking Gabe questions about, you know, Iron Maiden albums that don't have Bruce Dickinson on them or something right. like that. Right. Meanwhile, listening back, I realized Gabe doesn't ask me a single fucking replacements <laughs> question. Every single question he has is some bullshit. Tommy Stinson in 2015, uh, Juliana Hatfield album, who played drums on this Juliana Hatfield <laughs> album. And you don't say a fucking word to him about, hey, how about some actual replacements questions? Ben, thank easy. you. Easy. We're just <laughs> friends here. Yeah. I don't understand. You okay? I, you know, sometimes gonna, I realize the blow, fix is in, and I get a little. You're not going to blow up like this later, are you? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I hope, no, I'm I, getting it all out of my system I, now. Listen, I hope you're going to be okay, Ben. I, yeah, be. I asked you what brand, what's, yeah. what the yeah. bass that Tommy Sensen played. You uh-huh. could have asked me what what kind of bass that uh, Steve Harris played. I would have said a Fender Jazz. I, I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't think to go that off off topic like you. Did. No, that's that's the sound of Iron Maiden come from the bass, the Fender Jazz bass. Listen to the bass. <laughs> What's that from? Who is that? Honky Toast? Honky Toast. Oh, my God. Yeah, We're going to get those guys on next. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Listen, I, cu- I cut that because. Yeah, you. Right, you realized. Uh, what a mess. Well, no, because you, like, at the end of it, you you said, uh, like, uh, this, let's wrap this bit up. This sucks. You know, you realize <laughs> yeah. the, the whole idea was I wasn't going to ask you guys the questions. You were going right. to ask each other questions. Yeah. I don't know if that worked. I'll go first. Great. And these, I, I just looked these up basically on Wikipedia, and I went deep into the rabbit hole of some of these links that they sent me. So, uh, you're a big Tommy Stinson fan. Okay. As of 2011, what kind of bass did Tommy Stinson play? That's, uh, a, tw- that's a tough one. Uh, I want to say Gretsch, but I'm going to say Fender. I don't know if this counts. I don't think it does. ESP Vintage 4 with EMG PJ set pickups. Wah, wah. Ouch. Okay. You lose. Which are the two Iron Maiden albums which had all their... Oh, I'm sorry. Which have had all their songs played live. I guess that means like which two albums have Iron Maiden played all of the songs from live which over the years? Which two Iron Maiden albums every song has been played live? I'm going to guess... there's only two of them, apparently. I'm going to guess... Uh, Number of the Beast. That's got to be on there. I'm going to say uh, Iron Maiden. They're uh, self-titled them. Well, you're right about Iron Maiden, but you're wrong about Number of the Beast. It's Iron Maiden and A Matter of Life and Death. What? That, that's not even an Iron that's Maiden That's not even album. a fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> you're is disqualified. Right? He get, Gabe gets it right. One for I mean, Gabe. A Matter of Life and Death is not an Iron Maiden. Yeah, it is, but it doesn't count because it's after Power Slave. Okay. What? <laughs> Oh, no, bullshit. He doesn't get that. All right, he doesn't get it. All okay. right. Gabe, go. Oh, oh shoot. Hold on. Okay. ESP introduced their new Tommy Stinson Signature Series bases. Oh, my God. Where did they introduce this to in 2013? Where did they? Where did they introduce it to? 
Where did they introduce it to? That was a gimme, Gabe. I gave it. I gave him an easy one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You sure did. So far, I'm winning with a half a point. Go ahead, Ben. Which Iron Maiden song has a message if you hear it backwards? Ooh. This Gabe, is a good one. Gabe this is a good one. This. And not only that, not only that, I'm going to recite it backwards. All right. Can't wait. Hello? And you're afraid of the exorcist. Still life. Still life. You're right. Gabe Rodriguez on the right. board. Wow, Gabe. I, I can honestly say I've never said that in front of a crowd in my life. I still don't know what you said, by the way. It means I'm going to win this match. <laughs> oh. Okay. There was a lot of things that night that, you know, we talked. After it was over, I was like, what a fucking disaster. I listened to the tape. Everyone seemed to be having the best time of their lives. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the, night two was better than night one. Was it? It was, I don't remember it, it being it was that out way. of control. By the end, people were like losing their minds and like pulling each other's hair out and everything. It was so much fun. I don't remember it that way, but if you say there so, were, there, there were Duran Duran sing-alongs. How much better could it possibly have gotten? It was, it was, it was good stuff. Now, Figdish themselves <laughs> were pains in the asses that always continue to be pains in the asses. Ben, you're never allowed to book another guest again, ever. <laughs> I see. I'm taking the hit for that. Okay, <laughs> you, it, it was you. But they got a little taste of the action that Gabe and I got when we did this in the spring. Is that they got stuck down in the basement too long? Yeah, I was feeding them drinks like two hours before the thing started, and I think that's yeah. what started it. Yeah, we've got yeah. pictures. Who, who was feeding them drinks? You? I was. Yeah. They both said, hey, Gabe, we, we, we're stuck down here. Can you go get me something? Give me a, a, a Pabst and then a whatever that microbrew was for Blake. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, the the thing was, I, I <laughs> no one, they could have been there, and it wouldn't really have ruined the surprise. Surprise? The only time we ever really needed it to be a surprise is when we had uh, Chip. Chip. Yeah. I realize that now. Yes, we could. On the other hand, I had no problem locking those motherfuckers in the basement for two hours. <laughs> I mean, in, 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 a glow, in, a, in, in a step away from it for a moment sense, it couldn't have gone any better. It was perfect exactly how it was. There, it, it, was, was a a ram- it was like a replacements concert. It was a ramshackle, drunken mess. That was, it was rock good. and roll. And we'll have to dole out pieces of it <laughs> yeah, in over the, the coming year. Decade, yeah. There is there is one bit that I was very sorry to lose. It was Gabe's finest moment. We cut it out? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You should take a listen. <laughs> Did you cut out both of them? From night one and night two? No. 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 Only on night two no. you cut it out. Somebody didn't somebody didn't have a problem with it on night one. Did you cut out the pickle juice beer? No. No, no. that's in there. Okay. No. So people was that was that the part you were hoping wouldn't get cut out? No, it didn't bother me at all. <clears throat> Tastes like garbage and I'll never try it again. <laughs> people keep asking me, what what about this in pickles? What about pickled Oreo cookies? I'm like, come on, people. Well, I draw the line somewhere. Fair question. I gotta draw the well, line. How do you draw peanut butter and jelly pickles? Right. That's not drawing the line anywhere. <laughs> that's that's flagrantly flaunting the rules of society. 
No, it's not. It's natural. People have pickles no. with their sandwiches, and sometimes the sauce is mixed. Fuck it. Just put it on top and make it easy. You don't need a fork. Oh, see, fuck it is, is blunting <laughs> the rules. Not even, not even Elvis was putting jelly on his fucking concoctions. I'm just that dude's more white trash than you are. I mean, he's dead. Was he white trash? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is is? Come on. I think in a couple of years, white trash is not going to be used. It's not going to be accepted anymore to use the words white trash. You're not going to be able to say it. You'll be canceled. I think white trash already pretends to be offended by white trash. You can tell you're white trash if you're offended by white trash. Is this one of those cases where you can say it, but I can't? Maybe. It's one of the few things I can say. But I can't be offended by it. Or can I? If I, if I say white trash? Yeah. Who's offended by white trash? People. White trash. <laughs> you who's know offended by cracker? Crackers. You know who's offended by honky? Honkies. <laughs> Nobody says honky anymore. It's not the Jeffersons. They should. I like honky. I miss honky. I am a honky, actually. I'll take honky. I'm not white trash. I'm not a cracker, but I'm a honky. When's the last time someone called you a honky? <laughs> I wish you would. I wish you would. I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get canceled. Scott, my honky, what are you doing? I've never. Who's going to cancel you for honky? I don't know. I'm now they might cancel you for what you said last week. I'm afraid of getting canceled anywhere now. Ever since that night, too. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Tyler Spencer. Thanks. That's me. Yeah. I, uh, we're, we're live now. Live-ish. Live-ish. Live record these things, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. For, Although, yeah. having and, and before we got on live or whatever the fuck we're doing, I did do a little research not only did i see you on other podcasts with not the nicer sounding mic that you've got going tonight but then i also got confused for a minute because there's a tyler spencer who's doing this whole didgeridoo like um, yes yep yeah no i'm aware of him and my my good friend in uh, oregon because that's where he's based um wants to have uh, you know like a, a show where yeah we're both we're both tyler spencer's play you know, like you, like you know, and I, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to open for him, and uh, mm. you know, I think that'd be that'd just be an epic. No, uh, dude, it show. should be you, Love and you. then him playing that fucking didgeridoo, all the electric six songs, just playing on that instrument. Nobody wants to go after the didgeridoo. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that, yeah. that is be true. On stage uh, together. And then I guess there was a uh, a sax player of some note a long time ago named Dick Valentine. I don't know if he's still with us. So um, you know, there's there's people out there. Uh, one time. One time I, I googled. That's right, because uh, your 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 alter ego, or your yeah, I, a, it, AKA is Dick Valentine. Yeah, in in the band Electric Six, and then uh, right. and then uh, one time, when, uh, like back in the Friendster days, you know, you, as you do, <laughs> you, you drink and you and you, you search your name and certain. There was a like a twenty two year old male model in New York City named Tyler Spencer, and it was just awesome. It was like favorite fav, you know favorite music was reggae. And it was just like, you know, sexuality or whatever. It was just like most. Don't you most, live in New York? I do, but it wasn't me. I'm not a 22 yeah, year old. Yeah. Sounds like it might be you. <laughs> I could be. I, I don't know. But it was, uh, it was, it was great. Uh, you know, I wanted to be him at the time. Yeah. He was like, 
like I said, he was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm into girls mostly, but you know, every now and then, yeah. just being honest, bro. <laughs> so it was. Uh, he he looked like a good time guy. So I haven't seen you in a while. How, how have you been? Uh, you know, I'm still in Electric Six, um, and and still going out there playing Electric Six songs. Uh, it, it's really you know, I've I've two daughters, and uh, just it's I'm either doing the the making lunches and getting them to school or right. or I'm on the road with electric six and that's really is life right now so it's a, one of the two and I, well, I today joke, they didn't have school right no they didn't they, they were off but like I joke with people I say listen I I can't wait to go on a rock and roll tour so I can actually get some sleep right yeah that's the joke yeah no it's it's good material you've always got the best material yeah, I, 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 I told you I wasn't gonna phone this in right but, no uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. gonna go on you're going out on tour soon with the super suckers I saw Yes, we did that. Uh, we did that in uh, like September 2022. It was it was, it was a good time. Good time show. Wait, that so. was that was 2022. I, I believe so. I believe so. That's... Okay, I'm cutting all this stuff out. Yeah. W- what are you doing this year? This year we're going out with the Super Suckers. We're going back to Australia. We're doing okay. Some... You're going out with the Super Suckers. <laughs> it, yeah. it is happening this year. I'm, I wasn't wrong. Well, we've done it. We've done it before. We've done it before. Done we'll it do before. it again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you know. Uh, we're we're very easy to work with and get a hold of. Um, uh-huh. If you want, I, I, I'm just assuming because we only did t- one tour with you that you didn't want to do it again. And, I didn't. Know. I didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> I didn't realize could, that's what people did. Not you could come back for more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So was it's only like 2008, 2009. Would you say? Was 2008. That? I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't think we'd still be going now, but look look at us now. I, I, I do we have a conversation about that? I don't remember what we talked about, but, but it, it was a great tour, and I would do it again. I would, I would, I would love to tour with you again. That, that was fun. Well, I, I love playing with you. You know that. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's we'll, yeah. Let's kick we'll, these we'll super draw. sucker dudes to the curb. And <laughs> see what we can do here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you are going out in May with Super Suckers. Yes, with Super Suckers and Volk on a, a two-piece, uh, you know, uh, much much like yourself, and uh, right. So it's a it's a great uh, great little lineup there. And you've got a new record, newish. It's called Turquoise. Yeah, Turquoise came out, and uh, you know, we took you know we were doing an album a year for a long time. I and, know. Uh, uh, yeah, and then it, we we realized uh, after like fifteen or sixteen albums, like, hey, we don't have to do this anymore. We are lifers. Right, you we have tenure. We have, rock, right. we have rock and roll tenure. So, what are we doing? Why are we doing this to ourselves? So now we're doing an album every five years. I put out solo records. I do, um, you know, I do, I, I, I do whatever I want. I have tenure. I'm a made man. Right. I mean, I want to get into this because this is amazing. When when you look at it, and I don't even think I realized this was happening since 2006 through 2018, except for one year, you put out a record. At least one record every fucking year, which is insane because bands don't keep that kind of, they don't keep that up. Not, not anymore. You know, I think REO Speedwagon used to do it in the seventies, but like people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And we don't either. But, uh, at the the time it was, uh, I mean, it really, there's so many ways to why we were doing that. I mean, I think that the big part of it, at least for me personally was, you know, I didn't get that first record deal till I was 30. And uh-huh. I had my whole twenties working really, really awful, shitty jobs, and so once I had my foot in the door of of like being able to make money playing rock and roll music, I was elated and I couldn't stop. And it was just, you know, I, I I didn't care if the records were good or not. I just wanted to get them out there and and then you know to continue playing shows and have the cycle. And that, that was just you know I wasn't thinking about 
is it good? Is it is it not a good record? Let's just get an album out, and it, it, it you know usually seemed to work in in our favor. And then, uh, as I said, fifteen, sixteen records into it, then you then you look back and you're like, no, I don't I I don't have to do this anymore. And the other thing is. Being in a six-man band, uh, you know, everyone pitches in, everybody helps write songs. Uh, that's you know, it, you, can, you know, if 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 one guy writes two songs a year, then that's that's uh, that's all we need. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but on fire, I mean, I th- we talked about this before. Were all those songs formed out of open mic nights? Did I read that somewhere? Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, like like a lot of bands that existed for five, six years before they got their lucky break. Um, mm. Fire is essentially, with a couple exceptions, like the greatest hits of the local band in Detroit up to that point. You know, I think like I Invented the Night was kind of a late addition. Um, Improper Dancing was kind of 11th hour. But, you know, a lot of like, I wrote Gay Bar in 1996. That record came out in 2003. So, um, you know, it's just it, the, you got all those songs. And then it wasn't until the second, you know, the second record. Now you got to write. You got to write songs and, uh, right. you know, you got to do it quickly. Um, so, you know, the fire, a lot of that stuff was there ready to go. But most people's songs, like the years that they're writing songs before they make a record, some of those, most of those songs suck. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, you look back at, you know, when I started writing songs around the age of 20, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, a lot of them are awful. And I, you know, I have cassette tapes, four tracks of, of those songs. And, you know, like I go back to them every now and then. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun to listen to that stuff and, and like, re- you know, just uh, developing. And, you know, I feel like, Jerry Lewis and King of Comedy when he's talking to Rupert Pupkin is just like Rupert, you gotta right. hone it. It takes years of honing. Yeah, it takes and, years. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's 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 like that. You know, you, you write a lot of shit on your way to like just you know a uh, 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 naked pictures of your mother. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't come out of nowhere. No, that it doesn't. doesn't yeah. <laughs> that comes from years of honing it. <laughs> yeah. Pictures of 
so Electric Six was just playing around town for what five years or so five six seven years yeah about that we um we had no real touring vehicle um so we would play obviously a lot of shows in detroit and you know michigan and for uh, we could do weekends in chicago toronto cleveland and pittsburgh and that's about it so so uh-huh. like if we, we could get a show in toronto on saturday and then we'd have to be back at work on monday um and you know that was great those those were those were great places to play and we enjoyed it and you know the, the other thing I say about Detroit, especially in that time, is it was such a supportive music scene. Uh, you know, it was a, a rare place where you could be a local band and actually feel like you're doing something with your life, and uh, you know, just like play packed shows every weekend to people who really care about it. And you know, if we were in a maybe a different town, uh, I, I'm not sure I would have stayed in, in a local band for that long. I remember back then, Gabe, you remember this? We used to play Detroit every few months, yeah. and it was always, always great. You know, playing shelter and st andrews and yeah yeah you, you, you know growing up there you don't realize it you just think that's what life is and you know and you know from a young age going to shows like 17 18 years old like you know going to hamtramck and and getting into shows and and, and seeing that you just think that that's that's a part of just everyone's life and then you don't realize how you know how kind of esoteric rock and roll is in many people's lives um and so hmm. it's it's uh you know it was it's just what i grew up in and what i was interested in and had a great you know lots of different support you know scenes and like groups of friends and different styles of music and then eventually you fall into you know what became you know the, the detroit garage rock scene at that time and uh you know it, it was uh you know it, our band certainly was a lot of right place right time so what bands did you grow up listening to yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, <laughs> I didn't have a I'm a, I'm an only child, so I, I never had like the cool older brother. I you know right. My yeah you know, my my dad had like the Doors and Dylan records, and those are some of those good and fun and all that. But uh, you know, I kind of uh, I'm trying to think like age nine, ten. It was all about the early MTV. So like, um, I was into like I was into the, like the Police and Duran Duran and anything like that. And I got my first drum set and I started trying to be Stuart, Co- Stuart Copeland and, mm-hmm. and like drumming along to Rio and things like that. And so, I, you know, my whole, as a high schooler, I was trying to be a drummer and, uh, you know, that, that was kind of where I was going with that. And then, uh, I got into a group with my friends where I was the drummer and I was, I was bad. Like I, you know, I was, I was, you know, train wreck tempo wise and all that. And eventually I got fired from that band. And, um, what did I do? Did I mope? Did I, did I complain? No, I said, I want to be, I want to be the front man. I want to be able to fire people. So that was uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was kind of it, and that, that was you know then I I was done being a drummer at that point. And I wanted to be in a position where I would not get fired from a band, so I started writing my own songs. And you know I was uh, at University of Michigan. My roommate had a guitar. You know when he was at classes, I would just take his guitar and kind of self self teach and just like learning bar chords and stuff. And you know around like ni- age nineteen twenty, that's when I just started writing songs, kind of the way you know I write them now. What electric six songs? were uh were you doing in these in these uh open mics i mean tell me about these open mic yeah uh, well yeah okay so i did uh, when i was in ann arbor i would go to ipsy and stuff and like play open mics and a lot of times like you know i like sometimes i'd be like don't ever come back you know like that was terrible (laughs) and uh you know i would come back i would change my name all the time so like Uh you know uh, like i I, all the names that i had like get on these open mics like i i performed as as a shatner uh, I pre- performed as uh, I think um, I don't know, the main lobsters one night. Uh, you know, just coming up with anything I could to like 
and then I show up and they go, "Oh, not you again." And then, not uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I know Gay Bar was an early song. Uh, I had, you know, just, it was all it was all really really juvenile. It was stupid. Like I, you know, a song called "I'm on Acid," which was just about being on acid. And then, um, you know, a lot of it was just really like. Uh, you know, you know, almost like incel-y lyrics, you know, uh, uh-huh. I'm, not saying, yeah. I'm not saying I was an incel at the time, but, uh, you know, it's close. close. <laughs> <laughs> incel so, yeah. adjacent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was, the, it was the early nineties. So it was just more just like, you know, desperation. And so like, uh, from there I got into like a lot of the dance songs because I thought like, Hey, how do I make myself seem more exciting? You know? And so I found like, if I'm writing about dance and nuclear war and fire and robots then people think you're onto something. People think mm-hmm. you're coming, you know, you know what you're talking about. You're a fun guy. And it's just, you know, you're just like creating a lyrical landscape where people think you're exciting. So that was it. Well, you, you're one of the few people who have done something that I think is amazing is your debut record is perfect. And there's not many debut records that are perfect. Like you just come out and you're, it's fully formed. I mean, you know, our band certainly wasn't like that. It took quite a few tries to really get somewhere. Right. But you just seem to come out of nowhere. And I was just like, holy shit, this record is perfect. Every track is perfect. Yeah, we just did the 20th anniversary of, of that, like playing um, last year, um, you know, because it came out in 2003. So we're doing like right. we're doing sets where first set is just grab bag of all the other albums. And then we come back and do fire in its entirety. And every night, kind of like what I was saying, like we get to the song getting into the jam. You know, I wrote when I was 24 yeah. years old and it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so, but it's also very simple. You know, it's just, you know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm a man. I'm getting into the jam, you know, driving my car. I'm looking for a girl. It's just like, it's that right. simple. It's but so stupid. when you get into the jam, yeah. you <laughs> can feel that you are getting into the jam. I right. feel I, I mean, I'm into the jam too. Yeah. I don't, I don't really write songs like that anymore, but like at the time that's, that's, that's where I was coming from. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do look at it. I think synthesizer is like a song that like holds up over time. Uh, I invented the night and, you know, so it's, it's like that album does have like, you know, it's got its moments, you know, that uh, I think, uh, you know, he's starting to move into a more like adult contemporary kind of thing, you know, as you get older, but yeah, I, I appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> it, it, it is a fun, fun record. And, uh, you know, it's cool to be a part of it. You're making adult contemporary records. Is that what you think is going on? I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work. Which one of your records do you think is an adult contemporary record? Um, of the Electric Six? Uh, yeah. You know, let's, let's go with um, Switzerland. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very mellow. It's, it's uh, smooth. Okay. Yeah. You, I, mean, I, I, I never you, thought of it that way. And you guys got a yacht? <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I feel it. And I, I, um, I, I'm also going to pitch my own stuff. I have, I have like eight solo records too. I have a new one coming Jesus out like in, in two or three weeks. So, uh, you know, uh, and those are very tender. That's a, that's, that's a very, uh, you know, you can see my tender side. So, you know, I got, eight. Uh, I didn't think you had eight, eight, eight to 10. Uh, go ahead. You can go on the Wikipedia. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, well, I think it's I, eight, or, eight or 10. I was thinking you had three to five. Let's go with eight or 10. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny piece of meat. I had ramped through the hills of Scotland and I pissed on all the seat. 
Coming round the bend, I grab the hat and the shoe extend. I say three years of bad fears now coming to the end. I came in second place, I wanna set the stake lives, and I shall stake my place in your heart. I made a funny face, I want a hundred wives, and I burned the studio down after Gin mixed with the tears you wallow in, blowing Norwegian guys who feed your lies in a hot tub filled with sin. Right now I find no problem leaving you behind, breathing in the fumes of sonic booms from the concords in my mind. I came in with tonight, I came in undercover night, and I shall ring the bells in your I took a bloody bite, and then I took another bite. Walk through your hallowed grounds in search of your history, but I couldn't see my hands through the mist. It constantly astounds your confounding mystery when I scream, You're my ventriloquist. So, I mean, the, the firing thing, that worked out pretty well for you. You've done a lot of firing, right? I've, I've done some firing. I've had some uh, some very amicable uh, departures. Uh, but, yeah, if you look, if you go on, again, uh, if you go on Wikipedia and you look at past members, you're going to, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's pretty impressive. It's going to be a little, like, food pyramid of, uh, of, of, of people. Um, yeah, it's, it's like the number of solo records you have. <laughs> That's true. And I, I you know, it's it, I didn't, I never thought it would go that way. But, uh, you know, it's just you're a six-man band and, uh you know, over time, uh, you know, and factors and, and we don't make that much money. So it's like, yeah. you know, you know, eventually after seven, eight years, some people are like, I need to make a little more money and, you know, you know, so be it. So it's just, uh, you know, we are an option if you want to get in a van and play some rock and roll shows and maybe go to Europe or Australia and stuff though, we can, we can, we can provide that for you, but, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to retire. Right. Yeah, Do you right. feel like you have to have six members of the band because of the name? Uh, we've been, we've been getting away with doing five, uh, from oh, okay. time to time. Um, you started out as five, right? Started out as five. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was, the, oh, okay. <laughs> we started out as the wild bunch and uh, there were five of us. And then when we got our record deal with XL records in, in London, um, they were like, well, there's already a wild bunch, so you can't be the wild bunch. You have to be something else. And let me tell you the the two to three months that they gave us to come up with a different name was, I mean, we just went through everything and no, you know, people were like, uh, Oh, if I, that's not gonna be our name. If that's the name of our band, I quit. And so, uh-huh. like, we were like, "Oh, don't, please, don't quit." And then, and then, uh, we arrived at Electric Six because it was the first name where um, it was gonna be Electric Five. And then somebody was like, "That sounds too much like the MC Five to uh-huh. be Electric Six. <laughs> so, okay, that's it. <laughs> I have no idea what it means. It was the most neutral name that uh, that we could think of, and that's you know, I'm stuck with it. 
Perfect. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Fuxedo. I was lobbying hard for Fuxedos, but some Fuxedo is really good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I wanted like Gay Bar by Fuxedo, <laughs> like you know, because you know at the time you're thinking, oh, we're just gonna have one hit, you know, like that's it. We didn't know we were gonna have two hits, so uh -huh. um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then you didn't see, you didn't see the long game in this. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, uh, I, I can't. I can't stress to you enough that like I did not think this band would last as long as it did or, you know, that I'd be sitting here in 2024 talking about music. I thought I would be driving a forklift at, at this time, which is great too. I would, I would, I was, there's still time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Seems, it seems like it'd be fun to drive a forklift it would, it as, would. as far as jobs go. That <laughs> yeah. seems like a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the band, the longevity of this band is, is down to you. It's not, it's not an accident. It's not like you're just getting rolled up in the machine. You're the one who's keeping this thing going. What keeps you going? Seriously. Go, going back to what I talked about, having all kinds of jobs. I, I did. I have a Patreon page where I do my own like kind of podcast and talk. And I do. I did one during COVID where I was like, "Hey, I don't have a real job now. Uh, my my mm -hmm. band is my band can't tour. Like this Patreon is the only income I have." But I do want to talk about all the jobs I had. And, I, and I, so I, I did a podcast where I talked about every job I had from age 13 to when the band got signed. And it was like it was like 49 jobs. You know, it was like I, I think I went through them all. But like you realize how how depressing and how soul sucking so many of those were. So, again, that that's what keeps me going is like I don't want to go back to that. Hold, hold on a second here. You're telling me that you can make money doing a podcast? <laughs> on Patreon, you can charge one dollar a month, per, uh, or up to you know you can you can try and guilt trip people into you know pledging a little bit more than that, and then so mm -hmm. you get um you know my my band uh, has you know uh, hundreds of fans, so you can you know then you can get like five hundred dollars a month, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, but you got to provide content, so that's what, that, uh -huh. that, that there therein lies the rub. Gabe is a content king. <laughs> yeah, not today, but I am some days. Gabe, uh, speaking yeah. of providing content, what, what, why don't you unleash the Kraken? And uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. this. No, Ben's excited, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You think you think you know what, what the answer oh, yes. is going to be? This, I got no chance. Ben, uh, Tyler, we we ask our guests every time they come on one canned question. One of those you have to pick between this or this. If you're on a deserted island, and you can only listen to one band. The whole you could time get with this, or you could get with this, or you could get with this, or you could get with this. <laughs> so, picking between two bands, who would you choose between the replacements or Iron Maiden? Replacements, I'm sorry, the mask <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even trouble himself. No, Ben, no. you want you win. Uh, we, we you. like to guess, and uh, I'm the Iron Team Iron Maiden, and Ben is Team Replacements. And I think uh, Ben might be taking a lead a little bit. And we do like 30 of those, or is that the only one? That's, That's the only it. one. That's Gabe's it. all that matters. And Gabe's going to sign out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's, yeah, the, we, our band does, it appeals to uh, a lot of metal people. I've, I've met people that just like, all I listen to is metal and Electric Six. And over the time, but uh, that comes, has historically always come from other members. You know, uh, I, like, I didn't grow up listening to metal at all. Um, the heavy sound came, you know, I think from our guitar players, whereas like, you know, I'm, I'm big into like synth rock and, and, you know, I said, you know, I like, I, I like the Pixies and stuff like that, but like, as far as like stoner rock and cool older brother rock that I just, I never came from that, that place. So you don't have any favorite Iron Maiden songs? I'm struggling. Uh, it, what, what, what is an Iron Maiden song? Run to the Hills. 
I, I, I'm vaguely aware of it. Yeah. Okay. That's number of the beast. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We have we have a song I, called Number of the Beast as well. Yes, I think, I think <laughs> this band might be a little bit more up your alley than you give it credit for. Oh, it's true. I mean, I mean, you can you know, there's different way there's different ways to uh, to pay tribute to the Dark Master, but mm-hmm. well, I, Gay Bar was inspired by a night out with somebody from Crazy Town. Speaking of great bands, <laughs> I don't think of no, I don't think I've ever met anyone in Crazy Town. But I could. I, no, uh, that's not true. That's no, I don't know you got, unless unless you're trolling me right now. Um, the, the, the honest truth is I was, um, I was in a, a bar in Detroit, uh, girl you want by Devo came on the jukebox. Uh, I mean, uh, I'd, he- I'd heard it before, but you know, I was uh, still get kind of getting into Devo and I thought, um, I thought mother's ball was singing just a girl, just a girl in a gay bar. I thought that's, that's what he was singing. And then like, I you know found out it was girl you want. And so that idea of a girl in a gay bar just stayed with me and, uh, you know, went from there. It, it's it's one of the greatest songs ever written. Girl, you want? No, gay bar. <laughs> but, I love, yeah, but uh, um, Devo is another huge inspiration on me. I, I, yeah, I, I can it, see that. Yeah. So you're gonna put out a new record next year? No, uh, this year you have to put out a new record this year. Uh, or, or, or is the new thing? Five turquoise, years? Yeah, every five years. Uh, we we have we have we've entered into discussions to to try to discuss and think about discussing doing a new album. So we we have. We have some leftover stuff from from the turquoise sessions, and then we uh, laid down um, a new song recently. So I think we have kind of four songs in the hopper, and then we got to get eight more at some point, and we'll have a new record. Plus, oh. kids, man, we're all having kids, so it's yeah. like you know, um, yeah, you're having more kids. I'm not, but uh, but you just, um, you're just gonna keep the thing going. Uh, I, uh, yeah, you but better I mean, start uh, putting uh, out other, more others are having kids. Um, the other the other thing about our band right now is we're kind of I mean this is you know uh, it's a great kind of post COVID we are electric thirteen or fourteen and the number keeps going up it's like it's we're a pool now a collective of like thirteen fourteen musicians and it's like the first five to say yes get to go on tour and uh, you know because everybody's got kids or or this going or that going and it's just kind of like who, whoever's available so like you know our, we are our, one of our bass players he's kind of like our Australia specialist I keep offering him like do you want to go out to the U S he's like no. Want to come to Europe? No. You go to Australia? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, okay, that's fine. So you know, he, uh, you know, that's it's it's that's the modern modern way of doing it. You guys still do pretty well in Australia. Yeah. Uh, last year was our first time back in a long time, and it was it was great. So yeah, it was, you know, that's why we're going back so quickly. Uh, it was. I want to go really, back so bad. Uh, it's it's it was great. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, just hashtag blessed. And like England, you guys did really well in England, like right out of the gate. Yes, I mean you know when you have uh, a label that puts you on television and on the radio, that's just how it works. And so that's you know we were we were you know those videos actually got shown on TV to the point where like and I'm over there, I'm sitting in a bar or restaurant, and I can see myself on television. And you know that never even came close to happening here. But you know you had your song. You know what was that like? Did you ever like in the mid '90s? Did you did you go into yeah. places and you'd, you'd see see yourself on TV? No, they didn't, they never really. They, I see it more now than I did when I was really when it was happening. Like, yeah. was that because you're on YouTube we really on searching MTV? for yourself, or, or is it? <laughs> we, they never put us in a buzz bin or anything yeah. like that. I saw I saw that video quite a bit. You know, like I was uh, that was in my that was in my shitty job phase. I mean, I remember like I remember working uh, working like at a deli and like you know hearing that song all the time. So, well, we do this thing called uh what's the best and we were trying to figure out what to do what what's the best to do with you uh can i ask one more question before we get to that yeah sure ben 
Thanks. Um, it was one and done, but do either of you have some specific fond memories of that tour you did together? Mm. <clears throat> um, the tour that we did together? Yeah. I saw that tour in Madison. Mad Men was, was out. And, and I remember I was really into Mad Men. I mean, it was ending, right? Could have been. I mean, well, I mean, we're looking at 2008, 2009. So, I mean, I want to say. That, yeah. Um, yeah. And you uh, were like in, intent on ruining it for me. You like, you, you, you like came out one night like, well, everybody. I, I, I don't recall. Know, Don don't... Draper killed himself tonight. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, t- I, I used to, you know, you know, I went on my big bit back then was, uh, you know, I would tell the audience that Larry King just died, you know, and really, <laughs> yeah, I was doing that all the time. I was like, it's like, you guys, I just found out Larry King died and, you know, and then I'd go into a song. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, that, you know, for me, like I remember meeting you for the first time, in, I think in East Lansing and, uh, uh, this, this always stood out. I remember like kind of trying to prep you and warn you for, the the high concentration of dipshits and douchebags that come to our shows Mm. and your response was dude you have no idea (laughs) i was i was was enjoyed that but then uh yeah also to um because you know i i to this day like your your whole setup everything you do i've always been jealous of i uh, i have a question for you lucas um did you when you started local h did, did was it a happy accident the two piece thing where you only have to split the money, you know, two ways and all that, doing everything yourself? Or was it was that a conscious or was it just, you know, like, how did you arrive at that? And why am I in a six man band? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wiring, you know, you used, used wires, you used wires. Wire, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I was I was I was an awe. Not, not only that, but like you like, you're not you don't, you don't even have a merch person. You're like you're 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 done. And you, then you're behind the merch table. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's saving money. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it was fun. Like, yeah. Uh, so you're an inspiration. You're, you know, bottom you're, line, you're... Valentine. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a good tour. And I think we, it was like five, six, seven weeks. Like we used to do. I, I can't even fathom doing, I can't, I can't fathom. Do, we, we used to do that all the time. Like the, it's those crazy. years. You, yeah. And you know, right? and it's, and, and in my brain, I still get this thing. It's like, if you go out like for three weeks or so, it, it still doesn't feel real, like a real tour. It's like, ah, we were just getting going, you know? Right, like, right. I feel like you got to be out there. And yeah. then that's when you get really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was fun. I, I, can't, I mean, I, you know, I can't, can't do it because of kids. And, but even if I, you know, even if the kids weren't in the picture, like I, I would, I, there's no way I could go out for seven weeks again, you know? And, but I, you know, I feel like I've, I've done my bit. There was a good seven, eight year window where I was doing two, seven weekers a year. And, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was cool. Yeah, I looked at those dates today, and yeah. I was just like, I was like, holy shit, we did yeah. that. You do like a whole week in Florida, like why? You know who does that? You know, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, think but, of the uh, people that actually live there. What's yeah. the Ben, can I do this now? Yeah, now you we can. We do this thing. Uh, it's uh, what's the best, and we we pick our top three. What's the best things? We were trying to figure out what to do with you, Ben. W- what ideas did you have? Well, I said songs that rock, but are also funny. And then I was looking at this uh, this article about uh, great disco rock songs in The Guardian. And it had this to say about Danger High Voltage. Uh, if Electric Six had retired on the spot after releasing their debut single, it would have been a pity and deprived the world of a great deal of fun. But they would still have accomplished exactly what they were put on the planet to do. And that was to create music so insanely urgent 
that hearing it felt like being the target of a sustained lightning strike. The beat acting as a pump, guitar as the needle, it's the apotheosis of the very idea of disco rock. It's high praise. Apotheosis. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. It, it was, uh, you know, obviously the, it is a disco song. It's disco rock. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I agree. I want to go back to part of that article because this is something I've said for a long time. If Emilio Estevez had died after Repo Man, would he have just been the coolest actor ever? You know, like the No Mighty Ducks, No Men at Where, you know, all this stuff that, you know, like if it was just, just Repo Man, he would, no just, he, been, he would have been a fucking legend. That's you know? a yeah. great, great yeah. point. Yeah. So, okay, continue. Continue. Okay. So, so we figured we were going to do our top three Emilio Estevez songs. <laughs> I mean, no, let's do top three rock disco songs. What? When rock did we songs. say rock disco? Rock songs. Okay, so these, Gabe, you understand what's happening here. These are rock songs that are actually disco songs. So rock songs that'll get you out on the dance floor. We'll see. Like when disco exploded in the '70s, and all these rock bands started jumping on the bandwagon, and you know, make. I don't want to mention any names, but come on. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, but that's not what I read on the text. You must have sent oh, more texts. <laughs> I was. What I thought you? you said top ten, top three disco songs. No, 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 yes. no, no. Nobody. No, we know nobody. That. Nobody. There was no text that ever said that. If you would just read the text once in a while, <laughs> what's the best rock songs that are actually disco songs? It's not by those text, Tyler. That seems. Pretty self-evident. That's to you, right? exactly well, what. While it's you said. guys have been uh, yapping amongst yourselves, I've been doing some googling, so now I have, I have a list, and I, you know, I'm I'm good there. So I'm a, I, I got I think I got my top three. Um, you got your top three, but we're gonna go one at a time. But Gabe, you're gonna go last, I guess, right? You, you, yeah, I'm not Gabe ready. Definitely I, I deserves find to him. go last. Oh, I got, okay, he fucking deserves to go last. Watch this. Sure, right, Ben, you go second. I'll go third. Gabe is definitely going last because he's a loser. <laughs> All right, so I open. This is like, you open. Yeah. All right, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, so, uh, I'm just going off the list that I, you know, that got. It's like, it's like, it looks like about 50, 60 songs I can choose from. And I, it's just, for me, uh, Love is the Drug by Roxy Music. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got disco elements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, it was, you know, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's just awesome. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess he, there's other, you know, there's lots of people in the band, but I'm talking about Barry, just like that whole kind of, that tuxedo, fairy. tuxedo with a that bow tie down, man. and yeah, just like he's. If I I think if I could have been anyone else, uh, I'd be Brian Ferry. I can see that. Yeah. What year? What year was that song? Ferry's the guy, not Eno. <laughs> uh, I mean, Eno's he's a, he's fascinating. Uh, what year is that? I think it's '78. I, I can't okay. tell, but it looks like '78. That's, that's right in there. That's I, this I, I didn't think of that yeah, song, but that's yeah. right in the sweet spot. Yep. So that's 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 my, that's my opener. Beautiful, good one. That's a real good one. But th- th- those guys. Have, what, what do you got, Ben? Well, I'll just. I mean, I'll just take the gimme right off the bat, just Please. to get us flowing. I was made for loving you, kiss. I was, <laughs> there you go. I was made for loving you. I mean, that is. You want to talk about uh, apotheosis? That is the the pinnacle of a fucking band trying to jump on a bandwagon like, and doing it beautifully. I think. It's it's I mean, when it came out, everyone hated it. Kiss Not fans me. hated it. 
Rightly yeah. so, I think. Sure. But they smelled money, and, th- and that was a total cash grab. That song is terrible. It, what? It's his, it, that, that, that song oh, sucks. Get it. It was so here. bad, they had to have Menudo do a version of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Ridiculous. It's true. It's true. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, this is tough, because the, the masters of being a rock band and doing a disco song this is the Rolling Stones. Miss You is, that is, that's it. That is the perfect example of a rock band that goes, hey man, there's something happening in these uh, clubs that we're going to at night. We're going to Studio 54. Let's make a disco song. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, right? And they got the, the perfect drummer for it. Like, like yeah, it's perfect drummer for like for making that transition and having that, that happen. So, right. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, but it, it feels natural, actually. I mean, it doesn't feel like, like, it doesn't feel as cynical. Well, everything that Kiss did felt cynical. But it, it feels, you listen to it, you're like, oh, it kind of makes sense when you, like, go back to their ideas of appropriating funk. And, you know, and they kept doing it for years. And it's, it's a great track. Mm-hmm. Well done. Gabe, Gabe, what do you got? <laughs> Well, I just found a song. I got this list that I looked up, and it, it mentions this song. Where is it? And here it is. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it because okay. great. Uh, this Proudly band, working off a list. Impress us with your drugs. Yes. Well, I, I had to familiarize myself with the genre. I mean, it's not a popular genre. Listen, you grew up in the same area as i did you grew up with disco demolition you grew up with steve Dahl. you know all this bullshit that i do yes but he was going against real disco not rock disco okay yes but these bands were called out as posers for like aligning themselves with disco because everybody knew that disco sucked yes because of the t-shirts yes exactly exactly (laughs) there were signs obviously disco sucked all right, I'm going to pick this song. Every time someone at my work would... It better not quit. be a real disco song. It better be a rock no, no, song no, as no. a disco this song. This top 20 disco songs by rock bands. Disco rock. It counts. Every time someone at my work would Tyler, quit... Tyler, is this the same one that you've been looking at? Maybe. I've, I, I've cobbled together. I've done... Uh, I don't know how many searches you've done, but I did about, <laughs> I did about seven or eight uh, searches, and so I've got a... You know, I've got aggregates, I've got median, I've got mean, I've got Great. graphs going. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So when so, someone would leave my work, we would play this song on our iPhone, and boom, you would know someone quit or got fired. It's called. I know this one. Another one bites the dust. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it disco? Really? It's kind of rock. Totally disco. Yeah. Disco. Disco. I, yeah. I think basically, if, if you boil it down, as long as it's a four on the floor. And it's by a rock band, and it came out around this time. You know, it was a band trying to. It was a rock band trying to get out, right? Yeah, and that was, um, uh, you know, last night. Uh, the Detroit Lions won their first playoff game and whatever, and it was a big deal for Detroit. But you know, when I was a kid. That was that was the theme song for the Detroit Lions. You know, with Billy Sims. You know, and it was like another. <laughs> we had the Silver Rush. That's what they called it. And so it was like they, you know, they kind of like. Yeah, something about, da, 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 something about the Silver Rush, you know, and like, yeah, that was, you know, you go, you go to the Lions games and you hear that, and that, you know, so it's a big, that's a big deal for me. So it's not just a disco song; it's also a, it's also a pro- professional football song as well. 
Yeah. Oh, is that? I thought you were talking about hockey. That's football. No. Oh, oh my. Oh my God. The um, <laughs> the Red Wings actually got Starship to come in and do. We built this city on Red Wings goals. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't think the we song could get worse, but I guess the it could. worst song. Marconi plays the Mamba. Oh. Someone's always playing corporation games. I, I, I like it. I'm 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 a different animal. I like I like I like stuff like that. You yeah, covered yeah. it, didn't you? Uh, I I want to. Uh, it's it, and I still have time. But yeah, uh, sicko. Uh, the Queen song. Yeah, it's it's definitely a disco song. It's it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good one. It stays with you. And also, um, it's something I do to this day is you know when Freddie Mercury does Dusty. You know, like I, I throw that in my song. Not Dusty, but just any whatever I'm singing. I, I put on a Y at the end of it. You know. It's like, dancey, right. you know, like, yeah. whatever. So just throw on a, a Y on something, and that's the genesis of it. Well, that's when they change producers, too. They stopped working with Roy Thomas Baker. And, you know, they start working with that German dude, and suddenly they're getting into all these club sounds. And I, okay. I think it totally fucking works. I, now I want to work with a German dude. Yeah. 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 You that's, always want to work with a German dude. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'd like to do next. So, yeah, yeah. good. Uh uh, so I'm, I'm next. Is that right? It, it's come around to you. Come around. Uh, uh, Rod Stewart, do you think I'm sexy? Fuck yeah. Ooh, of course. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I, I, I love him. I, yeah, I love everything about him. Uh, you know, like the, I, 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 um, I, on my solo shows, I do Young Turks. It's just like, um, you know, song. yeah, it's those, you know, infatuation. Yeah, that's another yep. one I borrowed. Infatuation, infatuate me. Ooh. Yeah, infatuate me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's incredible. You know, and he was a, uh, I guess he was a football player. Like he was, I, think, I don't know who he played for, but uh, like he actually was like a, a, a professional English soccer player. Uh, he's a lad. Yeah, absolutely. He's a lad. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always been a big fan, and even when he, you know, like co-opted those like downtown train you know it's obviously right. not yeah you know, it's just like you know it's a it's a good take on it i mean you know obviously the original and broken arrow the robbie robertson song and it's just they're not as good as the originals but i appreciate what he's trying to do. again he's good. one of the greatest rock vocalists of all time yeah it's still going he opens his mouth and you're like that's rod stewart he does something else that you might not know uh he likes to draw dicks on on the opening band's uh kick drum did you hope did you open did did you open up for him I did not, but uh, <laughs> Cheap Trick did. First Cheap Trick did, and I heard all about it. I, Gabe, do you know this one? Do I know? Are, do you think are I'm you sexy? with us in, in the game now? I'm with you, and I'm still trying to find my second and third. But I, and I got some leads here. But do you think I'm sexy? Might be number one on this whole list here. Okay, mm-hmm. Ben. Ben might. Ben's coming for you. What do you got, Ben? Well. You know, I've got another, uh, and I've got a, I'm going to avoid bands or adjacent to bands we've already talked about. Yeah, let's see if so, we can get past that. Uh, and I'm also realizing that you really want stuff from this disco era, not stuff that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in the 30, 40 years since, which is. Right. We can't do electric six songs. And we don't right. need to do Scissor Sisters songs. We, okay, we, we right. Don't, we don't need I had some when, Scissor when Sisters the, on here. We don't need when it comes back. Let's like, let's yeah, let's stick. All right, so I'm gonna pick uh, um, a song by The Clash. Ooh, Magnificent I, Seven. Really, which wow. is an awesome disco dance track from Sandinista. 
my favorite. Okay, are they? Because I mean, I Free was thinking of Radio Clash, and I was like, yeah, no, I think that's more hip hop. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they they have, you know, they're very groovy, groovy songs. I mean, and you know, yeah, but yeah, I I agree that Radio Clash is is probably not a disco song. It probably is more hip hop. Right. But Magn- Magnificent Seven, I, I oh, this is disco. This is disco. It is disco. Oh yeah. Oh, are you listening to it over there? Yes. <laughs> look at, look at I'm not a class kind of sure like you guys, but listen to that bass. Yeah, we can't hear anything that you're doing. There it is. Oh, well, that proves it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's disco. <laughs> right out of the gate. It just seems so much more funk to me than disco, which I know it's a thin line, but I just, I don't know. It, it, it's a good pick, Ben. Yep. That means it's my turn. Yep. Yeah, you've got or a very I... limited view of things. View yes, of disco. <laughs> this whole fucking's got to be four on the floor thing. It's like, fuck you. Disco it is, is four on the that. floor, which you just Disco played. is more than that. Shut up. No, Go it's ahead. not. Go ahead, actually. Scott. It really isn't. Disco Scott, is I'm a couple years older than you. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, that if you be. don't have four on the floor in a disco song, it's not a goddamn disco song because disco people are stupid and they need to hear every single beat on the floor. Otherwise, they can't dance to it. Would this have been there played at Studio now, 54 in 1982? Choice. And the answer is yes. That's all you it's, need to you're, know. You're, you're probably right. Thank you. My second choice, my favorite disco song, my favorite fake disco song is uh, Heart of Glass, Blondie. It's mm-hmm. so great, fucking good. Yeah. It just kills me. Yeah, it's it's obvious. Yeah. I mean, I would have probably would have taken that for my number three. Had, had, but I've got some backups, but it has to be on the list. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, originally that song was a reggae song. I mean, they were far yes. more into reggae. Yeah. And who, who, As was that the Clash. Well, they're into funk, too. Who produced that record? Uh, it was, what's his name? That wrote... Maroder? Giorgio Maroder? No, no, he produced their records. Mike Chapman. Mike Chapman. Mike Chapman. He wrote Mickey. Great, great producer. Mickey, great producer. don't tell me. No, no. Okay. Not not Mickey. Mickey, don't lose that number. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. Mike Chapman. It was Mike Chapman's idea to make it a disco song. Gabe, you know this song? The Heart of Glass? Who doesn't? I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Just trying to get you to engage. I'm trying to find the song. You threw a curveball. I, I didn't read the whole text. I, I didn't. If you just would fucking read know. the texts. We should come up with these ideas the day before the show, not the day of the show. <laughs> just a suggestion. You know, he can't read on a holiday. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, he didn't come up with any ideas. This guy. Telling me what right. to do. I got another idea. That's true. But there were a couple of days of us saying, what should we do? And there, there were sure. crickets coming and from not your one, Yeah, not one thing from, it's Sunday. I have to go get <laughs> Mexican food. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is it my- All right, what do you got? Number two. I think this counts. I think this counts. Oh. Because there's certain... Going to the hills because it's got four no, on the no, floor. No, no, no. A certain band from Illinois... Change their sound to get this sound. 
Mr. Roboto by Styx. What? Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Does it count? They definitely, I mean, I, okay, so they did change their sound. Yes. Yeah, that's a start there. That's but that was what, in 1983 that record came out? Disco was over. Uh, I, I think we're talking about new wave at this point. I think Mr. Roboto is new wave. It's new wave. It. It's new wave prog. It's like it's new wave slash prog. I mean, like secret, secret. I've got a secret. Right. You know, yeah, the, it, you can't. You can't think like disco. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it's like it's not spastic dancing. It's 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 not like it's not right. flamenco, but it's it's like you know there is a, a fluidity to it. Right. You can't it's dance to Mr. Pegs. Roboto without looking no. like a. a he, without looking like he just came from shock treatment, you know, it's, it's not, it's not disco. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate the, I mean, somebody, somebody had to take a swing. It's on the list. Uh, yeah. But if, uh, if you want me to we'll, pick we'll a different just, one, I can pick a different one. No, 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 no. we're That's, just going to go. Bodes well for the rest of us. The, uh, the family feud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. That's, I had, you know, that's, I'd forgotten about that song entirely. And now, now, now. I'm going to go on the radio and listen to it. You had a reaction. You had a reaction to that. (laughs) You were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love it. Um, I guess I'm next unless anyone else wants to weigh in on uh, Roboto. Ben, do do you think he deserves an X on this one? I'm having a hard time thinking of it as not only disco, but as particularly danceable. Yeah, it's definitely them trying to do New Wave. By this point... All right, go. I got a, 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 a what do you call it? Gong on that one. Yeah, I got gonged. That, that's good. That's but I, I, I respect it. I really do. I, I yeah. respect the effort. It was nice uh, to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice to be reminded. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Domo Arigato for that. <laughs> uh, the yeah, there's so much, so many, so many that I could pick. Um, yeah. The only reason I'm, I mean, it, I. You know, I do. It's an it's an earworm. I think it is disco. I'm gonna go with "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" by Michael Jackson, uh, even though he's not a, a band. And I don't know if you, I mean, yeah, he he rocks, I guess. But um, the reason I'm picking it is because I'm I, I'm I'm really like I'm going back. Like it, to me, "Don't Stop" is one of those songs where I you know misheard the lyrics, like I was talking about with Gay Bar. You know, like how I, or a girl you want. But for the longest time, I thought it was "Come On, Get Your Postdoc." Like, like your po- your post doctorate. Come on, get your post doc. Don't stop till you get it all. Come on, get your post doc. <laughs> and so that to and me, what song did that become? Uh, that didn't become anything, but I was just like, okay. I for the longest time, and then, you know, I'm going like I'm realizing all these songs. Uh, another one was My Hero by the the Foo Fighters. I, I thought it was There Goes My Hero, and it's what is the, it's He's Ordinary. That's the lyric. But for the longest time, I thought it was Sergeant La- Sergeant Larry. There goes my hero, Sar- Sergeant Larry. And I thought, you know, well, Dave, Dave Grohl, you know, respects the military or the or the police force, and so right. his his hero is actually Sergeant Larry. That's um, a better song. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So you know, I, um, so many so so many of those over over the course of my life, um, you know, and you hear other people too, like mishearing things. Um, yeah. So uh, Larry, Sergeant Larry from F Troop. I, I don't know. So that's the, those, right, well, that's, that, those are my. I, I, you could well, I guess. I mean, does that, you think does that count? I, I, I mean, I, I went with it, but I mean, I can. Uh, 
Uh, no, so no, it's good. Yeah. I mean, he's jumping on the bandwagon, I suppose. I mean, you could say the Bee Gees were jumping on the bandwagon, too. Although, yeah, well, I, yeah, they I were think... the bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We are the bandwagon. Yeah. But the Bee Gees <laughs> were a rock pop band that turned disco. So I think they totally count. Scott, you're not going to call out a BG song for your third I'm not going to do a BG song because like I like like Tyler says they really made the whole thing happen. Like it, it exploded because of them. Um yeah. Okay. All right. What do you got, Ben? Well, look, I think I've got these two other things that are for me are totally rock bands doing disco and doing it in the right era and doing it right. But we've already talked about them. Like, so I'm not going to call out Ace Frehley's version of back in the New York groove, which is Ooh, fucking awesome. God damn. That's a good one. And I'm not going to call out. Well, don't call out. You might well, be stealing just, somebody's song here. Yeah, dude. If I am, you can take it. We'll cut this part out, but I'm not going to, but my rolling. Stones Why don't you discos, tell us what you are going to call out? All right. But only because I'm ruling out these things that I think you would feel better about except that we've already talked about these bands. So I have a Rolling Stones song, but I'm not going to... Well, no, I get it. You're not going to do Emotional Rescue. Right, exactly. Proceed. So I'm going with... uh, And this is on the cusp, but it's from 1983. And this is just... this. There was no more ubiquitous (laughs) rock-adjacent song on a dance floor in 83 and then for the next 10 years. New Order, Blue Monday. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's I'd... dance music. What? Yeah, it's dance music. It's it's you know industrial adjacent. It's it's not disco. Tyler, they were New Order was creating Tyler. a new thing. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna okay. take it away. I'm with Scott on this one. I don't think it's disco at all. Mr. Roboto, you're gonna take away Blue no, Monday. You got this. Take it away. <laughs> we're gonna gong that one. This is new, by the way. This gonging thing. It's pretty good. I'm really into it. I can't wait for the sound effects for this one. This week on the gonging. No, it's it's, uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. I I, I think it is. It's it's disco-ish, and that's good enough for me. It was heard on the disco floor. It's another Studio 54 in 1983. They were playing Blue Monday. Oh really? When you were there? Yeah, really? I was oh, in New York. I'm going to the disco floor. Ben, I'm not some Johnny come lately his, out of the Midwest wandering ben over New York in 2008. Scott to, uh, Lucas, New Order. Fuck out of here! What? Ben likes to get his jam on to New Order. There he goes, little Ben. Come on, Ben. Oh man, I, I love George Romero movies. Was I? Could I get into? I, I was in Studio 54 once, but I guess it was a couple years later. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Ritz. By then it was. By then it was. Yeah. But then it was the Ritz. It, exactly. It's a great song. It's a great fucking song. It's just not a disco song. All right. All right. I just think you're you're you got a, this limited disco is limited. That's like saying you have a limited idea of what blues music is. It's supposed to be limited. That's what makes it that genre. It's like you have to do this, you have to do this, and you have to do that. That's what makes it a disco song. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. Having said that, this next song is from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, let's go back to Bob Ezrin. Let's go back to uh, Kiss. Uh, Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2. That is a fucking disco song. 
that guitar, that dee -dee 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 -dee, and then that four on the floor beat, that boom, boom, boom. Plus, it's produced by Bob Ezrin. And Bob Ezrin produced I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss. There's no way that Bob Ezrin is not responsible for making that song into a disco But song. let me ask Plus, you. On the wall, Run Like Hell, that's a disco song too. They were, they were discoing their balls off on that. But record. were either of those songs being played at discos? And were people on the dance floor? See, that's what I'm talking about. Do, do, do you, can you remember what the point of this, what's the best was? Rock songs that are actually disco songs. This was a rock song that was retrofitted to, uh, to, to cash what? in on, on the disco craze. But cash in where? On and the it dance worked. floor? And it worked. Cash in wherever. Bullshit. It not on the radio. On yeah, the radio, the and it worked. It went to number one. Okay. I think there's a difference between... Disco, you're talking about this You're talking about this underground idea of disco. Oh, I'm ta yeah, disco no, I'm talking about discos. Everywhere. Disco songs oh, were made, listen, made, Mr. made New York, to be danced to in discotheques. You weren't hanging out at... at but who cares? Somebody was, you and weren't. they weren't fucking dancing <laughs> to you the weren't. wall. They but were not dancing to another brick in the wall part two. Anyway, do I, have to go I don't care if it was in Zion. Was there a disco in Zion? Because they weren't fucking playing Pink Floyd at the Zion disco. There was a roller rink in Zion. And they probably played yeah. it. They probably played it. Sure. Oh, oh after so we win the okay. after we after so we win the war after if we do a roller let's do a roller. No, Ben. Let's go back to what what what's the best rock songs that are actually disco songs? Now, Pink Floyd is a rock band. That's a disco song. Sit down. <laughs> you can't have any pussy until you eat your meat. I'm not. I'm not buying your. Your interpretation, dude. Get out of here. You don't think that's a disco song? You don't, you're completely discounting the idea that it had to have actually been played on dance floors and people danced to it's it. It's a rock song that was a disco song. Disco but it's only a disco everywhere. song. Disco bullshit. is everywhere. It, bullshit? Yes. Every disco was everywhere. Radio, every disco. Oh every song God. on the radio was a fucking disco song. That's not bullshit, guys. That's guys, real. Guys, Look the, it up. the Asian markets are opening. I got to make some trades. So let's. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> I can finish this up real quick. A rock, sure. a rock band, rock band that had a disco song. Yeah, ELO, ELO, it's... don't bring me down. Uh, yeah, 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 great, yeah. perfect. Three out of four. Close. You got you with me. We can all and agree. We can all agree. At every roller rink and disco. Pretty good one. Now, uh, great. Here's one that nobody says. Look, Scott doesn't even like that pick. It's a little. What? I guess it works. Nobody said any Paul McCartney songs. Good night tonight. Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't even think about that song until today. That's a disco song. Coming and up. even like the chorus of silly little love songs. That's kind of disco, -y, right? Has that beat, yeah. 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 I think we got them all. I, I think we got everything that was on my list here. Everybody. I think we all. Yeah, we all. We all. I mean, we all said what was on our mind, and and uh -huh. uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that, that's. Something we can hang our hat on at the end of the day. The only thing we didn't get was uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, but he's but doing. He, he, he was a. He was an offender. He was a real bad offender. You bad man, Paul McCartney. He was a bad <laughs> offender. <laughs> Are there any disco John Lennon songs? No. Walking on thin ice. Really? From 1986. 86. <laughs> 
All right, well, Tyler, I, I, I hope you had a, a wonderful time. <laughs> it's been great. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a lifer now, and if I get a second life, I'll, I'll come on again. <laughs> I think you've been a lifer for a while. I, I don't know. Well, uh, uh, it, 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 as a lifer, you're just someone who is, is alive. If I may try to, you know, put some meaning to this, Ben, without you jumping down my throat, uh, you, you know, it, it's somebody who who uh, decides that they're in charge of when they quit, of when they say when. And right. I think that you're definitely I, like that. You no, know, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I look at it more like my resume is shot. I can't do anything else. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's more just. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep putting out the solo records, and 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 I also write uh, audiobooks. I, I write uh, detective novels and uh, now westerns, yeah. and they're, they're all gratuitously pornographic. So I sell those as well, and then, so it's it's just anything to get the income streams going because my resume is shot at this point. So um, that's more more of it than anything. Your resume has a bunch of face tattoos on it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. So uh, yeah, but I, I yeah I I appreciate it, and uh, it it's 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 always nice to, to to meet new people and make new friends. And uh, you know when I when I come through your towns, I hope we can uh, I hope we can all get together. <laughs> oh man, you're good. You're so good. <laughs> well, th- yeah, thank you guys for uh, for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah thanks for doing it. On. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. And is there, do you play us out? Is there, is there music to play us out? Play us we'll, out. We'll, we'll, we'll find something to play us <laughs> out. Do it yeah. live, damn it.
fighting in front of the kids, Ben. Jesus Christ. Get it together, dude. Hey, it takes two to fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. When you get that, hey. <laughs> he was like, I got to get out of here. 